0: At that moment, I really had to rethink the pizza, the Chinese food, mahaagen ice cream. They were delicious, but for me, they were really dangerous. So I snapped out of it at that point. That was my cue that I was getting way too big and way too out of control when it came to my carb addiction. Okay? And I had to get it under control now since then i've had a since that wake-up call i've had a lot of other wake-up calls but that was the instrument that was the big one okay hey there welcome to your health moment with dr fitness on this podcast i want to give you the tools to start continue and never give up on your journey towards health whether you struggle with your weight eating the right food, drinking enough water, exercise, or even time management, you are in the right place. And I'm here for you. If you want to take the next step on your health journey, I'd invite you to reach out to me and we'll put together a plan that starts right where you are. So get in touch with me directly at www.imdoctorfitness.com. Or my Instagram at I am Dr. Fitness, and it's spelled I A M D R Fitness. My name, Dr. Fitness, and this is your health moment. All right, let the shenanigans begin. Welcome to your health moment. I am Dr. Fitness, and today's area of focus is about nutrition. So if you like to eat like I do, then you're in the right place because we're going to get into not just eating foods, but eating nourishing foods for our body. This is a not-so-fun fact I think you should know, that 85% of the people that are eating plenty of food are still effectively nutritionally challenged, 85%. So 85% of us. And what that means is the majority of our meals don't contain enough nutrition. Poor nutrition is connected to a lot of different health problems, joint pain, skin disorders, digestive problems, diabetes, high blood pressure, heart disease, and even some cancers. And when you're more susceptible to things like COVID or flus, a lot of times it's impacting your uh, immune system as well. So it's not just about being overweight or underweight. It's really about the energy that you have and the overall quality of your life. Um, are you too tired to like go out with your friends um, do you find that you don't have the energy to visit relatives, Well, did you know when your body doesn't have enough essential nutrients, it takes it from other places in your body? Like if, if you're not getting enough calcium in your diet, it's going to leach it from your bones within well, your bones will be weaker. Well, the same thing happens because your body leeches minerals that it needs to just function from organs and places in your body. So your nutrition impacts a lot of aspects of your life. And there are areas that we're going to explore, for example. One is how to get enough nutrition. Okay. Two, why you should try different foods. Three, how to set yourself up to eat right, okay? Now, it's easy to set yourself up to eat wrong. You know all your friends that eat wrong. All you got to do is hang out with them, and you'll be eating wrong, okay? So we're going to change some of those things. So making sure that you're getting good nutrition is number one. Again, number two, expanding and adding foods, expanding your palate and expanding your taste and adding foods to your weekly menu. Number three is a smart meal prep. It ties it all together because when, when your food is prepared, you know what you're having and you've organized it, boom, you've knocked it out. You got the nutrition, you're doing the different foods. And it's, you're not setting, you're setting yourself up for success. Okay. Knock it out. When I was younger, I'm the youngest of seven. My mom prepared really balanced meals for us all the time. She cooked literally at least five times a week. Um, and I never felt hungry. So I was really blessed in that way. There was always enough food for seconds on vegetables. But usually there wasn't no extra chicken, wasn't no extra steak. Uh, um, but, um, to my dismay there, uh, sometimes I wouldn't get dessert. Okay. Let me put it out there. It's coming from a self-professed sugar addict. My family, when you're the youngest, I have relatives and brothers and sisters who would often get to the dessert before me and I turn around and there is no dessert. Okay. It's time for my share. There is none. So this is when I began hiding sweets from my greedy siblings. Okay. I would get my little candies, get my little sweets, get my little desserts and I would hide them. Sweets were A very valuable asset in my house growing up. Okay. I would eat them in secret to stop my family, my sugar addicted family and friends from stealing them from me. You know, when you're the youngest, you come up with ingenious methods on hiding sweets and hiding things that you want. So I'm curious. Am I the only one who was hiding sweets? Did you ever hide? Any candy? Did you hide any treats? But well, I discovered when I was 18 that this wasn't a common thing. Okay. But it's a sign that, uh, I may have a carbohydrate addiction. Okay. It's out there. Now it was awkward trying to explain to my girlfriend why I would hide sweets. Okay. Now, really, seriously, it's crazy. When you start patterns, when you're younger, for whatever the reason, sometimes as you get older, you have to learn to let go of those things because they don't work in your best interest. So being a secret carb addict wasn't so secret when I started gaining a lot of unwanted belly fat. I realized that, you know, I have a serious sugar addiction. I realized that if I was left to my own devices, I would happily, I would have just happily lived off of sugar alone. And for the period of my life, I attempted it, but my belly fat made it very unsuccessful to continue that as a lifestyle choice. Not a good thing. Okay. Um, Now, most of my siblings were overweight and so it's not like uh I was there by myself but I when I was in college I had trouble concentrating and I had difficulty sleeping now there's the you know the freshman challenges you're putting on weight um you're out you're doing stuff but I think this got worse than what was typical. And I realized for me, it was food. That was the challenge. So when my girlfriend said to me in the most loving way, uh, that no matter how big you get, I'm going to always love you. At that moment, I really had to rethink the pizza, the Chinese food, mahogandaj ice cream, They were delicious, but for me, they were really dangerous. So I snapped out of it at that point. That was my cue that I was getting way too big and way too out of control when it came to my carb addiction. Okay? And I had to get it under control. Now, since then, I've had, since that wake-up call, I've had a lot of other wake-up calls. But that was the instrument, that was the big one, okay? and i improved my eating and i got serious about wellness and learning about wellness and learning about healthy particularly when um i've had so many examples in my life from loved ones that that would just eat anything they want and also had carb addictions and weren't paying attention to the food that they were eating so i had plenty of examples of people that if i picked up their habits it would sabotage my health. So I'm sure you have had moments that you get food feedback from friends or family that's been helpful for you. But I'm also just as sure that sometimes the food feedback that you received can be really hurtful. Okay. So understand that that's one of the the things where it comes to opening yourself up. And so part of the reason I would hide my eating is so I wouldn't have to listen to anyone encourage me to change. Okay. Because having someone in attempt to encourage you to change people are can, can say pretty mean things. And, um, And I understand why anyone would want to avoid that, and particularly when it comes to nutrition. But so that we're all in this together, we are all together on a nutrition continuum, okay? So picture a horizontal straight line, and to your left side is zero. Okay, these are people with really poor eating and nutrition habits. And on the right side is 100. And these are people who quote unquote eat perfectly. And I call them my low sugar, vegan, high fat eaters. Okay. So most of us are somewhere in the middle of that line. And determining where you are on the food continuum is really an important and necessary thing to do. Now I say this because most of us are a work in progress, you know? Uh, some of us don't realize we're a work in progress, but most of us are savvy enough to realize that. Now, with each meal, we are moving to a new place on that nutrition continuum. We're either moving closer to the people that are at the 100 level or closer to the people at the zero level. But you're always moving on that line whenever you choose a snack. Whenever you choose a meal, whenever you choose to eat, you are putting yourself on that line. Now, the goal is to put yourself near the people that are 100 more often than you do the people on the zero. Because of course, you know, when you start doing the averages, you don't want to be on the lower side, okay, of that food continuum. And you know when it needs to improve. And if you're not sure Like, how do I know where I'm at on the food continuum? And, you know, I think I'm doing great. Okay. Few simple questions. Do you have high blood pressure? If you say yes to the high blood pressure, okay, then if you have sodium in your diet and you're not drinking enough water, you're always going to be below that 50% point, okay? Diabetes. See what I'm saying here? Well, it means you're under the 50% on that scale of the food continuum. Obesity, you're below 50% if obesity is a challenge for you. Okay. And if you're experiencing other metabolic challenges, you are below the 50% point where it comes to your food choices, and what you're doing on the food continuum. You have skin disorders, immunity challenges. You are somewhere below that 50% marker. So if you are below the 50% marker because of ailments or symptoms that you're experiencing, it's in your best interest to really be more diligent about eating in a way that puts you above that 50% line in the continuum, because what you've been doing has kept you below that 50% line. Okay. Now I believe everyone should have a primary care physician. This is because the health markers are really important. Knowing your blood sugar level, knowing your blood pressure is critical information to know. Okay. Now, a lot of times your primary is not going to be talking much about your nutrition. Okay. But it's important for you to take ownership of that. Improving your diet can also improve your health markers, blood sugar, blood pressure, and all the other markers of health. Okay. That we need to be looking at. Now I personally believe that you should work to improve your nutrition before using pills to correct your numbers. If pills were to be it of all, I believe that um I believe then nutrition wouldn't work at all. But just think of it. If you're putting a pill in your mouth and it's working, why couldn't you put the right foods into your mouth in the light lifestyle and Habits to have that work as well, you know. Now, I I'm I'm not anti medicine, so I'm pro modern medicine. I believe that you should see a doctor. I believe you should continue to get health care. But what I'm saying is that nutrition should be a big part of your health care program, a big part. What you eat, what you put into your system, it is medicine. Now, some people, instead of putting in food in a way that's medicine, they put in food in a way that's toxic to them, okay? And if you're below that 50% point on the continuum, that's where you are. And you can tell that by getting those numbers from your primary and those doctor's appointments. They tell it to you, okay? It's an area you need to be mindful of. But that's going to be a really great discussion for another time, okay? How healthcare and nutrition and how they kind of work together. But just keep in mind, 85% of us pizza, Chinese food eating pasta lovers are eating plenty of food. But we are still woolly malnutritioned and are below the 50% on the food um, paradigm, okay? On my food continuum. So I invite you to first determine whether or not you are one of those people. Okay? One of the 85% of us, pasta, Chinese food, pizza lover, ice cream, chocolates, on a regular basis. And you do that by understanding what's going on with your blood pressure, your bl- what's, what your body fat percent is, if you're struggling with um, uh, blood sugar challenges, or elevated body fat, um, or any kind of diet-related health challenges. I'm suggesting you stop suffering in silence and you take the Dr. Fitness Wellness Assessment, or do research for yourself to learn more about the nutrients that you need to improve the quality of your life. Know that I'm here. I'm here to help. Make sure that you come back to listen each week. My contact information is in the show notes, so do not hesitate to reach out. All right. Thanks for joining us for this episode on nutrition and nourishing your body. I invite you to join me next week to explore how to choose the right exercise for you to get the results without hurting yourself. So whether you're a novice or expert, when it comes to exercise, the best exercise is going to be the the one that you can do consistently. I am Dr. Fitness, and this is Your Health Moment. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Your Health Moment. Learning what tools will help you to live a life you love is so important, and I encourage you to check out some of the other episodes. If you're ready to take the next step for your health, I'd love to have that conversation. Head over. To www.iamdrfitness.com or go to my Instagram at imdrfitness and that's spelled I-A-M-D-R fitness to get in touch with me and we will put together a plan that starts right where you are today. My name is Dr. Fitness and I will see you next time on Your Health Moment.